Sean is a fresh of breath there. He just loved chain restaurants. Matter of fact, he ate at Applebee's 12 times during the bye week. I love each and most of you guys. That really is still swollen, isn't it? It kind of looks like a football, actually. Thank you for that. Stitching, you got it. Thank you. Hey, D, I like donuts, baby. Let's go. Uh, Stay focused. Um, Work hard in school. You might not like school, but make sure you're working hard at school. It builds a problem. It builds a problem. It's your boy DM3, and you're listening to the Witty Not Funny Sports Podcast on the Built in Buffalo Podcast Network. Witty Nation, welcome everyone to episode 128 of the Way Not Funny Sports Podcast, the number one self-rated Buffalo sports podcast covering the Bills, Sabres, entertainment, and everything in between, and as always, part of the Built in Buffalo Podcast Network. Go follow us on Twitter at WittySports716. Make sure you check out everything Built in Buffalo is giving you every single day, the best Bills content out there at Built in Buffalo underscore. We are your hosts. I am Matt. He is Tony. Tony, what's going on tonight? Marcelle, men's new wide receiver. Marcelle is our new wide receiver. I hope that Trey White don't mind and Christian Benford don't mind. If he has a 40 time, that will leave them all behind for the touchdown. Matt, what's up? Good evening to you. Good evening, Witty Nation. Good evening, Tony. I don't know. It's, was that a country song? If it is, I don't know. No, uh, no, that is Stay by Jackson Brown. So people is that a country say, song? Dun, dun. no, Jackson Brown is not a country singer. It's Jackson Brown. <laughs> I don't know Jackson Brown. He's genuine. Either. Wait, He's genuine. genuine's real genuine name is Jackson is Brown? Jackson Brown is Jackson Brown. <laughs> he's always you not genuine. I don't know who Jackson Brown is. He's not, the he's not riding a pony. I have no, <laughs> no clue. No, no, no. 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 Uh, I know the pretender. I know the song, yeah, the the song that you will know of his is uh, the song from Fast Times at Ridgemont High. She's got to be somebody's baby. She that's, must that's, be that's somebody's way baby. back in the brain. Okay, so you know that song is what you're telling me. You know who you know who aren't pretenders? The Buffalo Bills. My WGR calling random Bills fan voice. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good bit. Stick with that one. <laughs> yeah, let's stick with that. And. <laughs> Do yourself a favor. Introduce yourself to the catalog of Jackson Brown. He is a fantastic musician. I'll have to do that. I'll have to expand my listening of Jackson Brown. I just I, I think rec- you should. I, I recognize I that every song listener from Fast Time. I didn't know he was the one who sang it or <laughs> any of his subsequent songs. Yet. So sue me. My bad. I hope every listener doesn't necessarily sue you because I feel like I would be tied in liability to that somehow. But really drags you online. You're liable about not knowing who Jackson Brown is. I hope you are You're just ridiculed to, Spencer Brown. to unknown. Unknown. So I have be. to assume yes. Twenty three and me, because because Brown is such an uncommon last name. They have to be related. There's only like three or four Browns in America oh, in the world. Yeah, in the world, not common at all. Right along with Williams. Now, I think they spell it differently. Oh, but there's that's an e and, there's no an e reason e. to believe they're not related. No reason at all. Correct. I, I, I believe it. I'm a believer. Running on empty. That's a song, you know, it's from Forrest Gump. I don't like Forrest running Gump. on empty, running, on, running high. What? What is what? What are these onion layers we're peeling back? I don't like Forrest Gump. <laughs> it, it's OK. Holy it's overrated. Shit. Yeah, that's a hot take. I do think it's overrated in the sense that it swept the oscars except well it didn't sweep the oscars because we're going to say swept the oscars except for one where mm-hmm. it did not win best supporting actor because morgan freeman and shawshank redemption won best supporting actor that year but i do think it's overrated because i think shawshank redemption is better yet it is somehow rated higher than shawshank therefore it is overrated because it is not better than shawshank makes sense you know who might or might not be overrated Something with sports because you're trying to drive this thing back to trying to connect it back to <laughs> <laughs> trying to write this ship steered off course. Yeah, a little somebody needs to a little known player who's been in the Buffalo media lexicon this week by the name of DeAndre Hopkins. Heard of him? I'm sorry, I'm not familiar with that person. Oh, well, 
you better get familiar. <laughs> a little known player. DeAndre Hopkins is all the talk of Bill's Mafia, Bill's Media this week. And Tony, just like listeners of this show know, followers of our Twitter know, we don't want to talk about DeAndre Hopkins in the way everyone else is doing it. Everyone else is talking about the impact he'll make on the team. Blah, blah, blah. Boring. For this week's draft season, we are going to talk about the wittiest reasons why DeAndre Hopkins would want to come to Buffalo. Are you ready? I'm in. Let's uh, do it. I think I can whip something up here, yes. Get your draft board ready. Tony, because you did honors last week, I believe it is my time to have the top pick. Please do it. And I'm and I'm going to start it off with a bang or the antithesis of a bang, and that's a calmness. I am saying with my number one pick, DeAndre Hopkins would want to come to Buffalo because he loves the soothing feeling of water slowly rising and then subsequently slowly falling as he can only feel at the locally famous Lockport Locks. He's a big fan of the slowly rising and falling water. It gives him a sense of soothing. It gives him a sense of calmness. He's stressed from years in Arizona playing for a mediocre team. He needs to find his inner peace, his inner calm that can only be done by being a part of the Lockport Locks. Makes perfect sense. I don't think anybody needs any context to make that make sense. And boy, will all those kids on field trips be super psyched when DeAndre Hopkins is joining them, watching Absolutely. this water slowly rise and slowly fall. Tony, I know it's a thrill for you when you when you went back in the day. I did. It was a good trip. My dad trip. chaperoned. It was dope. <laughs> oh, wow. You're so cool. Yeah. Fucking right I am. Check out my dad <laughs> chaperoned everyone. It was a good time. Tony, apparently DeAndre Hopkins is in Toronto. So this is why the media hypeness, the fans over eagerness, if you will, for DeAndre Hopkins has exploded this week. And I'm just saying he just needs a sense of calm. He just needs a sense of calm. His life is is always he's always running, whether it's personally, professionally. He's in Toronto. He's mm-hmm. in Arizona. He's back and forth, traveling, going out, doing things on the football field, running routes. Like slow it down. Go to the locks. Watch that water rise and fall. That's my number one pick. <laughs> Tony, where are you going? Experience the one? water rise and fall experience yes. it it is an it's, experience well it, it is i mean you're in the boat while as it's like you are rising the water is rising yes. you yes not only is the water rising and falling so is your no i got nothing is lockport locks a private entity or is it run by is it publicly run oh, that's a great question could lockport locks uh, be, a, be a sponsor well, i think that lockport locks should we like should we inquire about this locks to be a sponsor Yes, well, I, yes, we should inquire I, about I, this. Nothing to hurt that. Our gambling if, lock this, of the week, sponsored by Lockport Locks. Well, I like that's it. That's right. And if this thing with DeAndre Hopkins pulls through, I'm looking at a lot of possible synergy happening here. We're, we're setting ourselves up for success, we just are. in case. That's all we do on this podcast, is set ourselves up for success. Do we experience it? Mm, eh, clearly. Maybe. But we set ourselves up yeah. for it, which is which half the battle, people, as G.I. Joe tells us. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tony, where are you going with your number one pick? With my number one pick, I'm going with that to break down the aforementioned 23andMe of DeAndre Hopkins. We know from the entomology of his name, DeAndre, of Andre, of the Andre mm-hmm. lineage. DeAndre Hopkins is of the birthright to be a Buffalo Bill, as he is the possible genetic descendant of andre reed oh, of the wow. of the andre like lineage clear as day <laughs> it doesn't take a historian to figure this one out matt deandre of andre he's of andre reed he Love belongs it. in red white and blue he absolutely does and not the texans red white and blue the bills red white and blue no yes he belongs in royal blue white and red i, I, I was gonna the say fact. royal red white and blue There's royal red is nothing well it's royal to us it's royal yeah. to us I love the fact that we're grouping all of Andre's, any kind of variation of the, the name Andre into one group. Yeah. Like Andre Reed, DeAndre Hopkins, Andre from the league. Andre the Giant. Andre the Giant. Yeah, exactly. They're all in this. They're all, they're Dre. all from the same family. It's amazing. Dr. Dre, short for obviously Dr. Dr. Andre. Dre. <laughs> yep. 
Dr. Dre. What, what a family Andre, reunion that would be. Of the Andre lineage. Yes, it would be. And it will I, be if this thing works out. I love it. Hopefully it does work out so we can get all the of Andres together once again. Tony, good number one pick. My number two pick. This is very Buffalo, but... DeAndre Hopkins wants to come and play for the Bills and be in Buffalo because he wants to change his nickname from Nook to the Super Freak in honor of Rick James. <laughs> yep, that's it. <laughs> that's it. That's the reason he he's coming. The, he wants to be the Super Freak. Uh, first of all, bad on us, and us I mean the city of Buffalo and Bills fans, that we haven't deemed a player given a player the nickname of Super Freak. But also, yes. flip side of that, have we had a player worthy of the name Super Freak? <clears throat> I would argue that maybe there's only been less than a handful possibility of possibilities. Like, to me... Like the top candidates. You know, like Josh. Josh. If he really shows up. Yeah, right. Yeah. But I think a freak, like like the freak, Javon Curse. I think yep. to be a freak, you can't be... Like a, a quarterback can't be a freak. Like it has to be someone who plays some sort of position that involves agility. Mm-hmm. And like, for, like to me, I associate the freak nickname with like freakish agility. Yeah. Combined with freakish, I guess, strength. Freakish uh, like speed the ratio strength. Be like crazy. Right. Yeah. Right. Freak um, athlete. I would submit that if James Cook turns out to be really really good then james cook should be super freak (laughs) because i think the name rick or james should be involved in whoever the super freak is i didn't think of it from that angle but i like the angle rick james cook aka the super freak (laughs) you're very big on like names yeah names tonight (laughs) big names night for this guy big night for names got the listeners your name is great as well Names are having a moment. All yeah, you... on this show. <laughs> That's right. So it is surprising to me that nobody has been named a super freak because Rick James is such a prevalent figure in, in the Buffalo community. But I, I I think it would be fitting for DeAndre Hopkins. He obviously, he's made freakish plays in his career, one being against the Bills and the Hale Murray. Yep. So I think if he does come to Buffalo and he can get back to kind of those Texans days where he was almost unstoppable because he literally went a whole season without dropping a single pass. I think the super freak nickname would be appropriate. So that is my number two pick, the chance to be granted the nickname of super freak. Tony, what is your number two pick? Well, as we recently learned about DeAndre Hopkins of Andre is that he loves potentially monkeys ah. as we learned from his most recent tweet that everyone's freaking out about including sports illustrated that this is some, some sort of cryptic uh message being sent or something i just think the man loves monkeys and just in time we are in the middle of a two-phase seneca park zoo expansion that will bring the monkey situation into its highest order and wouldn't you know it where else would deandre hopkins like to spend a month of his summer than Rochester, New York, just a stone's throw away from the new monkeys exhibit that will also include an aquarium. <laughs> but we can get the these orangutans the right in this guy's face. <laughs> if you are a fan of monkeys, come to the zoos of Western New York. Yeah, I would say that's I would say that's true. The gorilla at Buffalo Zoo, also nothing to sneeze at. That guy's no. hilarious. You know what <laughs> we, I like about we do that appreciate gorilla? a good good he, sense of humor around here. He doesn't give a shit at all. No, the gorilla at the Buffalo Zoo. Maybe he's he a really about doesn't. his own shit. Like he, but not about anybody else's. You know, maybe he does, and that's foreshadowing to my third round pick. I'll tell you that much. Boy, uh, also R.I.P. <laughs> Harambe, anniversary of Harambe's death recently. <laughs> oh, was oh man, no. DeAndre Hopkins must be really emotional tonight. Someone should reach out to him. Someone should reach out to him. Just give him, give him a shoulder to cry on. I he think needs he would really it. appreciate that. He needs it. Uh, good second pick i i didn't get that obviously all these tweets are cryptic to a degree but the monkeys were the hear no evil speak no evil see no evil which mm-hmm. i didn't know what that meant 
from a contextual standpoint. So again, I just talk, I just took it as you took it. The man loves monkeys and who doesn't? They're funny. Yeah. They're whimsical. It's my favorite animal to watch at the zoo. Very, very entertaining animal to watch at the zoo. Mm-hmm. DeAndre Hopkins mm-hmm. loves his zoo animal. Tony, my third and final pick. DeAndre Hopkins will want to come to Buffalo because no, he's not a fan of the early 90s Nickelodeon show, Are You Afraid of the Dark? He's literally afraid of the dark. And because he's afraid of the dark, he'll want to come to Buffalo because Buffalo, back in its heyday, became the first city in the Mm. country to have widespread street lamps. It's the city of illumination, the city of light, the city of light, the city of light, Allah and city of light's inception from the Pan Am, Pan Am. Yeah, the Pan Am, the Niagara Pan Am, when Buffalo is when Buffalo became widely illuminated in street lights. The man doesn't like the dark in the first city to come to the city of lights. Yes. And and he can experience the majesty that was the Buffalo Pan Am assassination and all at the history we all know what went down down at the pan am we know we know it's not a secret we can joke about it got the key to the city we know we know (laughs) yes exactly (laughs) that happened at the pan am too mckinley terrell owens they're all one big elitist group right thomas edison was there showing off the x-ray machine we all it's all interconnected it's all there yeah was walt disney sure why not does that timeline match up? I don't know when Walt Disney was alive. He's been alive for 300 years, Tony. They cryo-freeze him and... That's true. Thom, kind of like Austin Powers. Uh, Tony, your third and final pick of reasons why DeAndre so, Hopkins will want to come to Buffalo. My third and final pick comes from... I was reading the Wikipedia page on DeAndre Hopkins. Allow me, if I may, to read a passage from his Wikipedia page. Oh, yes. Enlighten us, this if com- you will. This comes from uh, the section on his experience at the NFL Combine pre-draft. After the Combine, the hotel room Hopkins shared with Rutgers wide receiver Mark Harrison was found to be left in a state where, quote, urine and feces were found around the bathroom, toothpaste was left on the mirror, and partially eaten food was on one of the beds. Both players denied responsibility. My third pick, based on this, that will probably only make sense to a few people, is that he wants to come to Buffalo so we can hang out with Russ Salvatore. Oh, because as it said, <laughs> okay. urine and feces were found around the bathroom. <laughs> gosh. And we recently learned of a rumor that Russ Salvatore shits in the shower. <laughs> Why not? Two weeks in a row we've mentioned Salvatore's now. <laughs> wow. That's another potential sponsor. Wow. Especially, especially after the way we've been praising him. You can see how you're tying that back to the monkey now. Well done. Oh, okay. There you go. Yes. I have no words. I don't know where to go with this. <laughs> probably because take it away. This rumor <laughs> is not probably because this rumor is not widely known. At least I'm not under the impression that it's widely known yet. But you and I have both heard this rumor, so I'm just yes. connecting it to DeAndre Hopkins' potential rumor that him and or Mark Harrison urine and feces were found around the bathroom, toothpaste was left on the mirror, and eaten food was on the bed. They must find eaten food on one of the beds. That must happen all the time, though. Oh, easily, right? Yeah, like you don't think there's room just service. Like a, yeah, right. You know, there's just like a paper plate, like a like a you know like a boat style hot dog paper container, just like on the bed. It's got to happen at least is once it, a day. Is there like something with old white guys like Jim Irsay and how Josh McDaniels didn't want Jim Irsay to use his toilet? <laughs> is there a trend here? Hmm. They is have the a new pandemic. Digestive issues have, for old have, rich white dudes. They have like a protective, protective ideal over their toilet. Like this is my home toilet. I don't want anyone to use it because I can understand yeah. that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, <laughs> All right, I can well, even get that. I can even feel that way sometimes at work. Like you know, the toilet that I usually use at work. Then like someone yeah. else is on. I'm like, oh, you, this is my this is my toilet. Like this is the one that I <laughs> how feel dare you? connected to. And now you're using it. <laughs> now how am I supposed to feel? I have a special bond with this. Toilet, this exact toilet. How could you do this? You do. Me? Everyone does. I think everyone has that, uh, right? Like, I, you have like your home toilet at work. Your if I did, I do now. Exactly. Yeah. I'm gonna you make mean, it yeah. a thing. Yeah. So, like the area where you declared, like, this is my comfort zone toilet. <laughs> or well, certainly, ending. I have to go to some other toilet. Like, that's weird. That's someone else's toilet with a bang. That is weird, Tony. But my only honorable mention is, and this is plain to the modernization of Buffalo. 
DeAndre Hopkins, and maybe this doesn't go hand in hand with being a good football player, but DeAndre Hopkins is a big beer guy. I'm not just talking about drinking beer. I'm talking about making beer. I'm talking about riding the pedal bike tours. I'm talking about (laughs) anything that involves the Western New York Buffalo Beer Trail. He's just a big hops. It's in his name. It's in his name. Right. He is akin to hops. He is akin to hops, and that's a reason why he'd want to with the I mean, call it a revitalization because it, it the the vitalization of, of yeah. breweries popping up all over Western New York. DeAndre Hopkins feels right at home with his maybe problem, but we'll call it a hobby. Uh, problem, yeah. Matt, for my intervention, I had exactly the same thing. I have four bullet points on here. One is. Andre Reed lineage, one is orangutans, one is Wikipedia urine and feces, and the other one is beer in the family. You're we really the same, the gamut. We were of the same mind. That sounds like a perfect Buffalo weekend. <laughs> Those four bullet points. I think you're right. And a shockingly common Buffalo weekend. Salvatore's feces, beer. <laughs> yeah. Salvatore's common. feces, beer, orangutans. <laughs> yes. Typical Buffalo, shockingly common weekend. Here in the Queen yep. City. <laughs> Perfect for DeAndre If you're a potential Hopkins. UB student, this is what you're in for. If you're scoping out colleges, going on your tours, this is what UB has to This is what the city of Buffalo has to offer. So DeAndre Hopkins, if you're listening, and we hope you are, these are so many good reasons why you should come to Buffalo. And you get to be best friends with Josh Allen. That's the That's ultimate right. coup de gras of joining the Buffalo Bills. Who wouldn't want to do that? Tony, you know who I want to be my best friend? Is it, is it a 98-year-old war veteran? Yes, who might have digestive issues. Right. Mar, take it away. But later on, like we're going to come back with some NBA talk. And then we're going to go to Marv. We're going to get back into our Bills talk. So it's almost like listeners, like a Bill sandwich this episode for you to enjoy. Just take a big bite out of. So we're going to send it to Marv later on. Right now, we're going to get into some NBA Finals talk, which I know 4% of Western New York will be excited about. Tony, we'll be back after the break. Basketball, give me, And we are back, listeners. We are not just a Bills podcast. We like to be witty about all sports. We've had guests who have played cornhole, who have been Instagram influencers. We run the gamut on this podcast, all for your enjoyment. This week, we are talking about the NBA Finals. And to do that, we welcome back friend of the pod, Mr. Craig Krempa. Craigers, how's it going, buddy? I'm doing well. How are you? Long overdue to have you back. It's been a while. Thanks for having me. Just before we get started on the teams that are currently playing and will be competing for the NBA championship, uh, let's get a, uh, for lack of a better term, pun intended, heat check on your Orlando Magic and how you're feeling. Being the only Orlando Magic fan in the Western New York area. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's... Uh, how are you feeling after uh, having Rookie of the Year, Paolo Bancaro, on your team and... and what are your thoughts about the magic moving forward here? Uh, not going to lie. I was not excited about the bank arrow pick at the time as I'm not the only one. I know. Um, but it turned out out really well. Uh, he had a, he had a good year. Franz Wagner's really come along. Well, uh, Markel Fultz, I was impressed with. He's starting to kind of round into an actual basketball player. And, you know, four years ago, who would have thought he would be out playing Ben Simmons at this point in their careers. So that's pretty exciting. Uh, I would have put money on that because (laughs) when I watch Ben Simmons play, I say that guy is literally afraid to shoot the ball. Like he will pass up open layup because he is afraid to miss a shot. Oh yeah. (laughs) So at least Marco Fultz does not do that in his rookie of the year season though. Ben Simmons was like almost averaging a triple double. And then ever since then, Michael Carter Williams. (laughs) True. I don't know what, what's in the water over there in Philly, but. Stay away. Yeah. Well, we go. We we known that for a while. Basketball or not, don't don't drink <laughs> right. the Philly water. That it's is true. Uh, right. The NBA Finals kick off tonight. Nuggets Heat. And I ask about the Magic because and how you feel about them because the Heat I think are the first 
eight seed of the playoffs, the NBA playoffs, to get to the championship round. So uh, there's a, there's always hope. There's always hope for those bubble teams because the Heat have done it. But before we get into this matchup, let's talk about how we got here with the Eastern and Western Conference Finals. In the West, we'll start Nuggets Lakers. Nuggets sweep the Lakers. Lakers were always the sleeper team of the media and since they made the playing game since they made the playoffs as this is a team to watch out for because if they can put it together they're dangerous lebron ad the additions they added at the trade deadline the emergence of austin reeves guys like that and and they went farther than i ever expected them to because i watched them during the regular season they were not good but they were just completely outclassed by this nuggets team and it feels like when we start to talk about the Nuggets, this is very reminiscent of the Bucks championship season of a team having an incredible roster of supplemental players to supplement their MVP level player in Jokic, just like the Bucks had with Giannis. Like it felt like Giannis's time to win one when the Bucks won one. Now it feels like Jokic's time. And what, what were your thoughts about the Western Conference Finals? What observations did you have coming out of, of that sw- sweep there? Yeah, the Lakers were an interesting team coming into the playoffs because really when they got rid of Russell Westbrook, the team kind of gelled and they their record was really good uh, since the trade deadline. But right. the rigor of the playoffs, I don't know if this is just LeBron showing his age or if it could be said that an argument could be said that you know, him and AD, their bodies weren't ready to be playing every other night uh, with how many games those guys sit during the regular season for the purpose of load management. They, it looked like they were wearing down LeBron, especially uh, by the time they got to that Denver series. He just didn't have a lot left in the tank. And uh, it was clear that they were just completely outclassed and overmatched uh, with Jokic and the Nuggets. And Murray's emergence, too. I mean, we're, we're seeing bubble Jamal Murray. Yes, um, come alive this playoffs and coming off as his injury from last year where he missed the entire season. It's, it's a it's a good sight to see. But despite yeah. whatever team we're talking about, Craig, tell me, uh-huh. is the big story of this entire playoffs big guys falling down? I feel like if we talk about AD, if we talk about Embiid, if we talk about Bam, any of these big guys, they seem to fall down quite easily. Is there a vertigo issue in the NBA? <laughs> I don't know if we're in the, the era of flopping or what it is, or if uh, the towel boys need to be making more money to get out there and uh, clear the floor. Like better. Courts. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, well, I mean, even in uh, Giannis went down in the Miami series too. Uh, but yeah, a lot, a lot of bodies hitting the floor. Bodies hit the floor. Is that, dr- is that uh, a drowning is, pool? Is that a drowning pool reference? Absolutely. I'm getting them confused with like disturbed. Yeah. All those bands sound the same. <laughs> Pretty much. Right. <laughs> But I mentioned the Nuggets supporting cast. Is this one of the best supporting casts uh, of a championship team we've seen? Even guys who I've written off long ago as what are these guys even doing in the NBA? Guys like Contavious Caldwell-Pope are coming alive and making an impact. Guys like Michael Porter Jr., who they took a risk on when drafting him with his various back issues and two back surgeries later. He is a floor spreader he is in a spot of three guarantee shooter Uh, this supporting cast for the nuggets is one of the best in the league and i think it's really a testament to how far they've gotten because of the supporting cast yes Jokic is incredible and he's uh an incredible talent unlike we've ever seen before with his triple threat ability in terms of shooting scoring rebounding passing He, he can do so many different things but this supporting cast is good and they would be stars on a a lot of teams in the league who who aren't like championship caliber in my opinion yeah i don't know if they're like on paper the most talented but they all fit together so well uh with the way that aaron gordon moves without the basketball and how strong and athletic he is uh playing off of how good of a passer Jokic is it's the perfect fit for him uh you know bringing it back to me being an orlando guy uh that just that never worked out because uh, there wasn't enough talent around him to really maximize what he does. But he's the perfect fit uh, next to Jokic. Like they tried Grant a couple years ago, who's a very talented player. Uh, but the way that Gordon can just fly around the court and you know dunk anything that's within five feet of the basket fits perfectly with Jokic. And we, you mentioned Murray getting back to his bubble self. I mean, he's a borderline all-star guy. 
Porter Jr. can put the ball in the basket. And then even the guys they have coming off the bench can put the ball in the hoop and they, you know, they defend. Green just never seems to age. He, he's always just coming in and, and being productive. And uh, Shout out I think Seattle they, Supersonics. Yeah. And uh, oh, they just yeah. they fit really well together. Yeah. Even a guy like Bruce Brown, who I'm pretty sure they just got off the street a couple months ago, is averaging like 10 to 15 points as playoffs. And you're right. The pieces just fit together. They just seem to have this seamless flow to their game and extremely efficient and good on on both sides of the court defensively and offensively. So the Nuggets, obviously, I, I think would be a favorite going into the finals here against the Heat. But the Heat are battle tested. When we move into the Eastern Conference and look at the Eastern Conference finals, the Heat, mentally, physically, they're battle-tested. That was a grueling seven-game series, a surprising seven-game series after the Heat went up big and the in the 3-0 and the Celtics had to battle back. But there's something about this Heat team. You look on paper and it feels like they shouldn't be good. And maybe it's just name recognition because guys like Gabe Vincent and Caleb Martin, who are undrafted, coming out of nowhere to be impactful players for this Heat team. I don't want to give them a chance, but I feel like they're just like, I don't know, they're like a mosquito bite that just like doesn't go <laughs> away and just keeps like pestering you and you're annoyed with it and it keeps <laughs> winning the itch battle. Craig, talk to me about this Eastern Conference Finals. What your thoughts were with the Celtics? Is that era over for the Celtics of the Tatum Brown? Do they need to make a change? Is Joe Mazzulla over his head? And then what are your thoughts about this Heat team kind of being the the Black Knight who who gets his legs chopped off and his arms chopped off, but keeps fighting every step of the way? <laughs> yeah, I think that series there was a prime example of why coaching is actually important in the NBA. And uh, a lot of times watching the games, it looks like you're just throwing the ball to your best player and the guys are kind of playing street ball. But uh, I think Eric Spolter deserves a lot of credit for the run that this team is on. Uh, and while the Celtics clearly made adjustments to claw their way back into that series, um, what Miami is getting out of these guys, many of them undrafted and guys that are uh, in bigger roles now with Tyler Harrow being hurt and Oladipo going down early in the playoffs as well. I think the coaching adjustments Miami has made uh, have made a huge difference in their run here to the finals. But the Celtics, I think you can build around Tatum and Brown. Both those guys, I think, can carry a team. They can both be the best players on a team, but I think they fit together well. I mean, anytime you have two all-NBA players, you should try to make that work. And I think if they get uh, a few other pieces around them, probably some better shooting. Uh, the number of times this in the playoffs, Marcus Smart was open and missed a lot of times at the end of the game. Why is he shooting at the end of the game? I don't know. But if you get more shooting around those two guys, I think uh, the Celtics would be just fine. I mean, they won so many games. They were the number two seed for a reason. Uh, I think they just need to add a few other pieces. And Derek White, I uh, thought, stepped up really big, especially that last game, trying to get them back with uh, Tatum being hurt. But uh, I think Miami just kind of outcoached them. And uh, Eric Spoltra has, has been doing that uh, each and every series so far in the finals, but uh, I just don't know if they'll have enough defense to really guard Jokic and uh, have enough bodies to throw at him. After that game six and uh, buzzer beater loss, which was an incredible finish uh, with Derek White beating the buzzer on the, the Marcus Smart uh, missed shot. The the post game press conference, Spolster was like, we're ready to go right now. We don't want to wait two days. We're, I'm, I'm like, okay, Boston's in trouble. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. After Spolster's like, yeah, let's go now. Like, I want to get the guys back out there and, and finish this now. I'm like, yeah, something something about this Heat team. It's funny you say that about shooting in Boston, putting shooters around Tatum and Brown. And Marcus Smart's a, a fine shooter. Derek White stepped up and big. But it was always funny to me, like, when they were getting blown out and they put that second unit in of, like, Muscala, Hauser, Cornette, Pritchard, and they were, like, making threes. I'm just thinking to myself, like, should these guys be playing more? <laughs> right. They're down 25 that one game came back. Right. They're starting to come back. Like all these random dudes just not a care in the world and just playing free and loose and making shots. And I, mm-hmm. I kind of thought like, you know, we should go deeper than the eight man rotation. If if I was Joe Missoula there and get some of these other guys some time, not Blake Griffin, of course, he, he's washed. No more <laughs> jumping over Kias for him. 
No, those days are long gone. He'll probably be closer to stealing Kias on TikTok than jumping over them these <laughs> days. But the Miami Heat, though, are just such an interesting team to me because they lost their first game. They lost to the Hawks their first game, the playing game, and now are in the NBA Finals. And I can't quite get a read on it. Jimmy Butler has been absolutely incredible this playoff series. Himmy, whatever you want to call him. I, I just, every time I watch Jimmy Butler play and he's like shooting 50% and putting up 28 plus points and doing what he does, being clutch as he is, I, I just think of like, is Carl Anthony Towns just sitting at home laughing? Like, yeah, Jimmy was right. I am lazy <laughs> and I do stink. <laughs> uh-huh. But you look at his supporting cast, and I talked about a guy like Kayla Martin coming out of nowhere and Gabe Vincent coming out of nowhere. Struess, like you, you mentioned Tyler Hero, and everyone's like, oh, well, when we look at the finals, do the Heat have enough firepower to match the Nuggets? Tyler Hero, the answer coming in. I don't know how knockoff Justin Bieber is the answer after not playing. You know, I I think a guy like Caleb Martin has become the Tyler Hero replacement. And if you even if you put Tyler Hero in, he's typically been in his career defensive liability. And I don't know if that's the best course of action. So when we look at this finals matchup now, Heat Nuggets, what are some things that stand out for you? What is one advantage the Nuggets have? What is one advantage the Heat have? Well, I think with the Nuggets, it starts with Jokic and you know, who is Miami going to try to guard him with? Obviously, Bam is athletic. He's strong. He can do it. Uh, but they rely on him a lot offensively. So if he's going to be, you know, using a lot of energy there defensively, where's Miami going to get some of their playmaking at the other end? And then if he, if Bam gets into foul trouble, now you're looking at guys like Zeller and, and Kevin Love. Uh, they're out there trying to guard Jokic. I just don't think they have, uh, the size and strength to do that. So for Denver, things are definitely going to go through uh, their two-time MVP and let kind of everybody play off of him. And I think, you know, that's where you got to start. And if you've got a guy that's uh, an MVP like that, he's going to be your advantage. And then Miami, their advantage might be the fact that uh, they don't have that week-long layoff. Uh, you know, Denver could come out and be a little bit rusty. Miami, mm-hmm. while they could be fatigued from having that last series go seven games. But like you said, Spoltra said the team's been ready to go. Uh, and they, I mean, they're hot right now. They've got momentum and uh, hopefully they can ride that into making this a competitive series. I would just send Cody Zeller out and hack away at Jokic. Maybe, <laughs> I mean, maybe he makes every free throw because he's a good free throw shooter, but just the physical toll of just Cody Zeller going to town. Cody Zeller just gives me, Every time I see him with that mask, he gives me uh, like Dwight Schrute wearing the CPR dummy mask on the office mm-hmm. vibes. Like I am legit scared through the TV of Cody Zeller. So I can't imagine <laughs> he just runs awkward. It's just it's just a very weird <laughs> player. But Zeller and Caruso, I think, would be a great YMCA two on two team. Oh, wow. That would be an all star team. <laughs> we got to make that happen. We got to make that happen. Just two bald white dudes wearing headbands and. broken nose masks (laughs) but in terms of some disadvantages you see when i look at these two teams i don't think the heat are very deep they have their starting five which i think are good duncan robinson coming off the bench is so hit or miss based on my bets won and lost it seems like he's on or off (laughs) you know it doesn't seem like there's any in between but then you got a guy like kyle lowry who's very much at the tail end of his career. And as you mentioned, Kevin Love. So it doesn't feel to me like they're deep, whereas the Nuggets feel like that eight-man rotation is extremely strong. I even call it a seven-man rotation with Bruce Brown scoring off the bench. But, you know, you mentioned Jeff Green, like the Ageless Wonder. Christian Braun gives them good minutes off the bench coming out of nowhere. It just feels like the Nuggets are a deeper team to me. But what are some weaknesses you see uh, from each team that the other teams can can take advantage of, if you will. Well, I think uh, weakness for Denver is going to be their experience. Uh, Miami has a lot of guys returning from uh, the team that made the yeah. finals a couple of years ago, uh, and I think they can lean on that. Kyle Lowry that you mentioned won a championship with Toronto a couple of years ago. Spolstra has championship experience, and you know the finals are unlike the other series that they've seen so far this year where 
Uh, almost every game was kind of every other night. For the finals, there's two, three days off in between games, and there's a lot of adjustments and uh, you know little things that can be done during those couple of days. So uh, I think a weakness for Denver could be uh, the fact that this is kind of new to them, where Miami's got veterans and and guys that have kind of been here before. And, you know, even if things start to go south, they can kind of adjust and use those days to kind of right the ship. Miami, yeah, like you said, they're depth. You know, they're missing a couple of guys. Maybe they get Tyler Hero back, maybe not. I mean, they're a very good defensive team, but the Nuggets can score. And they play at a really high, fast pace. And I just don't know if Miami will have the firepower to keep up if the tempo is played the way Denver wants it to. So if Miami falls down, do they have enough guys that can score and create off the dribble, uh, create shots for other guys uh, to kind of score their way back into a game or back into the series? Yeah, absolutely. Let me ask you, do you think Jokic is the best player in the league? Uh, Yeah, I think so. I think his numbers were fantastic. I mean, watching him during the playoffs, he's been great. Um, I think the voters had Jokic fatigue. And I mean, that happens to... Makes you know, sense. LeBron to Jordan to Curry, guys that, you know, have been winning MVPs and, you know, they're just kind of sick of having them win. So they vote for somebody else. Not that Joel Embiid had a bad year by any means, but uh, yeah, I think he's showing in this playoffs that he's the best player in the league. Yeah, I just think he's, like I said before, he's he's a threat anywhere from on the floor, whether he's he, he's in a pick and roll and stepping back and hitting the three or going down low with post moves and just being kind of the the pivot and the triangle and, and being a passing guy like he's consistently a, a triple double like i haven't seen stats like this since like westbrook and his thunder days of like just kind of a guy mm-hmm. going off on the stat sheet like that so i i do makes- agree like jokic fatigue set in and i do think mb should have won it i think he was fantastic this year getting the 76ers as far as they they went but to me like Jokic is currently unmatched, which is very odd to say because just judging a book by its cover, that guy does not look like a top tier athlete. <laughs> like it's a dad bod and, guy. And the dad bod guy. Is that his nick? Is that official? I love that. If it's not, it should be the dad bod guy. Did you just come up with that? No, no, I've heard that. Oh wow. Well, you should take credit for it. Because I have not <laughs> okay. heard it. And it is perfect. <laughs> the dad bod guy. Speaking of dad bod gods, does you Udonis Haslam give hope for all of us under 40 to like be mildly athletic when we do hit 40? Yeah. And he he exploded the last game of the season. He had like 28 points. So, like, where did that come from? In the tank. The dude has a gray beard. He looks like Uncle Drew out there. Right. Like he might be older than than Spolstra. Yeah. Like might be. We don't know. <laughs> gotta get his birth certificate. Uh-huh. Speaking of Uncle Drew, you mentioned Aaron Gordon, uh, who's been a pretty good this this Nuggets playoff run here. I thought his career was over when Uncle Drew came out. I really was like, this guy doesn't care about the <laughs> NBA. Turned it around. Good for him. Yeah, I have Uncle not Drew, seen underrated it. movie by the way. I have not seen it. Really? I'm surprised. Yeah. That seems right up your alley. It it, it should be. I've not seen like Mike either. Oh my gosh, what are you doing over there, Craigers? I don't know. <laughs> too too much uh, Nathan Fillion, Fillion on ABC, I guess. Too much the rookie? You getting your Love rookie bin, John? Oh, yeah. That was a big castle guy. Give me all the Nathan Fillion. Give me all the Fillion. Can't get that's enough. That should be on your gravestone in the future. Give me all the Fillion. Give me all the Fillion. Yep. That's my <laughs> heaven. So predictions, Heat, Nuggets, what do you got? How many games? I'm taking Denver. Uh, I think Miami... It will grind their way to one or two wins, but I'll take Denver in six. I'm right with you. Denver in six seems seems right. It feels like Miami is going to pull out some some nail biters. And and the typically like this playoff run, sands the game six of the Eastern Conference Finals, they've been very good in close games and especially good at halftime adjustments. I think that's been their their separation from these other teams. It seems like third, fourth quarter, second half of these games, Miami just either A, knows how to adjust and come out of third quarter with guns blazing, or B, close it out in the fourth quarter. They just have a way about them. So I do think because of that, I think Miami can grind out at least 
one game, if not two. I also think Denver and six. I'm right with you there. Denver just feels like they have too much offensive firepower. Miami doesn't feel like they have anyone to stop Jokic. It it really feels to me when you look at the teams and their style of play, it really feels like this was the perfect matchup for Denver to be successful in because you got perimeter defenders and Porter and Gordon who can not eliminate Butler because he's going to get his, but uh, subdue Butler a little. And then in terms of Jokic versus Bam, that's a matchup that is completely in favor of Jokic because everything Jokic does takes Bam completely out of his comfort zone. It's like when Rudy Gobert has to defend the perimeter. He's just a lost man. Like Bam is inside the paint guy. Like, yes, he has a 15 footer and he can make that occasionally and on the offensive side, but on the defensive side, like his perimeter defense is very <laughs> poor and Jokic mm-hmm. can expose that big time. So I just think matchup wise, if you look at it side by side, this was a boxing sheet and you're looking at this matchup side by side, head to head, just feels like Denver has a lot of advantages. Yeah. And Miami's been tripping up a lot of teams in the playoffs with their zone, but yep. put, you put Jokic in the middle against that zone. He's the perfect guy to have the ball in his hands at that uh, free throw line area where he can score from there. He can attack the basket. He can make plays for others. And I don't know how effective that zone's going to be uh, with Jokic on the floor. Uh, and then Denver's got other guys like Jeff Green and Gordon and Porter that uh, have good length in there and can also make plays and score. So I don't know how effective that zone's going to be. And that's been a huge part of what Miami's been doing so far in the playoffs. I'm right with you. And and that would be great because I have a futures bet on Denver. So okay. <laughs> pull it out. That's a that's a that's a cool five bucks for me. Goes a Ooh. long way. Give me out a couple jams. Uh-huh. Don't spend it all in one place. <laughs> that's right. Craigers, with that being said, uh, anything else that you want to point out about this playoffs that you've noticed or about this finals matchup or about this NBA season as a whole that 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 we should talk about as we finish up here? Uh, I think the playoffs in general have been fantastic. A lot of close games. Well said, yes. Yeah, a lot of of upsets, too. Uh, For a while, it just seemed like the top four teams in each conference were going to win the first round, and then maybe you get a three beating a two in the second round, and everything's kind of chalk. But uh, this year especially, a lot of upsets, a lot of good games, and Miami is making me eat my words on the the, uh, playing tournament. How I said it really doesn't matter because those teams are just going to get like the playing tournament. No, because I I always just assume the first who whatever happened, they were just going to get blown out by the number one and number two seeds anyway. But clearly, Miami has proved me wrong on that. Uh, So now I will be a little bit more. I'll be a little bit more intrigued. Uh, Yeah, Lakers too. I'll be a little more intrigued next year, especially if uh, the Orlando Magic are in it. (laughs) <laughs> no i agree it's been maybe fingers crossed i agree it's been it's been a really good playoffs uh, a lot of close games a lot of thrilling moments and it's, it's been a great nba season so uh i know western new york isn't really an nba hotbed but if you were an nba fan if you're a fan of some of these players like Jokic and Giannis and Embiid and lebron like Watch the NBA playoffs. It's incredible. Watch the finals. It's going to be great. Craigers, that's all I have to say. Other than thank you, man, for coming on and talking some NBA with me. Anytime. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Craig, enjoy the finals. Uh, thanks for joining and uh, always happy to have you on, man. Go, go. Bills fight, Bills go. Come on, let's win for Buffalo. And we are back, Tony, as we end the episode here. Let's just rapid fire the Bills news of the week in the in the wittiest way we can. And let's start off with J17, the franchise, the chosen one, the prince who was promised, whatever nickname you want to give him. Big week for Josh. Big week for Josh. I forgot I all about this. <laughs> well, I'm going to start with the one rumor because I don't think the other thing is a rumor. The rumor rumor right now is Josh is going to grace the cover of Madden. Mm-hmm. Excited, not excited, indifferent. How are you feeling about this? Uh, I wish it wasn't happening. Okay. What good comes of this? Well, I guess Patrick Mahomes is on and he won the Super Bowl, but this is not the vibe. Uh, I do believe in the Madden curse, as I do my, many paranormal things, and it's not a risk I'm willing to take. I'm also not really invested in Madden anymore, 
So I don't care uh, about that perspective of it. So all I see is Josh is on the cover and we're tempting the universe. And I don't like it. This is a departure from who the Bills are in terms of, I guess, underdog. Like, we're not a team that goes on the cover of Madden. We're not flashy. We're not doing this. But we are doing this, maybe. So but I guess I just, so it's whatever. But don't you think it's kind of cool? We're getting the notoriety yeah. or a player that plays for our team is getting the notoriety. And we're in, in the main zeitgeist of this football video game world like it's just kind of a cool thing like i'm not one to believe in the madden curse like i mean let's get real here peyton hillis was on the cover that guy was pretty darn good for six games so curse be damned i just think it's kind of cool like josh is getting recognized for his accomplishments for his playing style and i think it's kind of cool that we can say a, a bills player has finally graced the cover of one of the most popular selling video games every year so i, I take a sense of pride Matt, out of it in the town of ashland kansas zip code 67831 some kid is going to go to his local store and is going to see josh allen on that cover and is going to be like, this is cool. Josh Allen's a superstar of this league. I can't wait to play Madden. I'm all in on this. My thing is, I don't give a shit what that kid thinks. I don't care that Josh <laughs> Allen is... If you care. Yeah, I don't care that Josh Allen is like of that status and that the Bills have someone who's of that status. It's whatever to me. Yeah. Just show it to me on, on the real life field, not the Just video win, baby, field. In real life. Yeah, I don't yep. care about this. I don't need this, so... Therefore, I hate it. I could do without it. I wish it wasn't happening. I don't <laughs> benefit from this at all. But no, I, do I don't either. Potentially become a victim of this. So I'm rooting against I, it. I, I can see where you're coming from. I can see where you're coming from. Mm -hmm. Tony, the other big rumor, new flame in Josh's life. The new queen bee, or should I say the new queen bumblebee? Because Ooh. the star of the bumblebee movie, <laughs> Haley Steinfeld, Seems to be an item with one Joshua Patrick Allen. I'm not here to say anything about Brittany. All I have to say is we kind of like I kind of like Josh going Hollywood here. We always talked about him hosting SNL, him becoming more of a more of a main person on our television screens outside of the football world. Like Josh has a, a glowing personality and the charisma to boot. He should be on everyone, Bill's fan or not's television screen throughout the country and dating a high profile actress gets him one step closer to that. I'm okay with this. Are you? What, what about so, this, this shakeup of the, of the hive? My thought is this will, or potentially will Haley Steinfeld be the most famous person ever to be at Bill's camp. Oh, I mean, when EJ hit that hospitality tent, that hospitality tent became pretty famous or that Matt, Kevin cop slipped on became pretty famous. <laughs> That's true, so, the Matt. Uh -huh. There's some competition. <laughs> and coming from a guy named Matt, I appreciate a good Matt. Right, of course. I, I would think so. I mean, the competition is very... Uh, yeah, who else is in very there? Very sparse, well, right? Taylor Steinfeld, you. Right. The ghost of Van Miller. Who's, uh, who's uh, what's-his-face's wife? She's famous. Um, what's it? <laughs> so famous we can't even think of the guy she's married to. She was like Miss Alabama or something. Oh, AJ McCarron? Yeah, AJ McCarron's wife. Maybe. She's she was famous. She's famous. I, I think yeah. he was time was more famous. Now I can't clock this because I was too young, but I have to imagine oh, I, I think I do vaguely remember this. Elizabeth Hasselbeck, she's been to Bill's camp when oh, her husband Tim right. Hasselbeck was a quarterback. It was a camp body quarterback. I remember she's pretty that famous. Now. Yeah, she's pretty famous. She's on Survivor. Yeah. She's pretty famous. Pretty yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, and she like hosted the view. Oh, yeah, that's right. Jeez. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, she's not in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Can you imagine if Josh yeah. is in the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Oh, my the gosh. Josh makes, a, Josh makes a cameo. That would be unbelievable. That'd be, That'd be way bigger than Madden. Oh, way bigger. Way, way bigger. bigger than that would, but that would, yeah, there'd be nothing. The most important thing is no matter who Josh is dating, that he's happy. And Josh looks happy, which is what we care about That's now with the, at that being said if josh performs crappy this season Haley steinfeld is going to be public enemy number one <laughs> the oh 100 the, the review bombing of her movies if josh performs poorly <laughs> is going to be a sight to see 
Bills Mafia will review bomb the crap out of everything. Their Rotten Tomato scores are going to go down faster than... No, I got nothing there. But they're going to drop. It's going to be awesome. It is. It well, it'll is. be awesome it's that Josh be... is doing bad, so we hope Josh is good, but it'll be very Right, funny. of course. That it, yeah. I mean, I hope this doesn't play out. Like, as you know, my greatest fear is that Josh becomes Aaron Rodgers and not Peyton Manning. Oh, but, yes, I know. Right, that is this your biggest is an, fear. This is an Aaron Rodgers move. This is an Aaron Rodgers move. So there's that scariness until Haley Steinfeld leaves Josh and then dates a comedian and gets pregnant from that comedian. And then Josh how they like got together yeah i was about that i'm assuming it's a dm slide Ooh, but i want to so. know who, who, who slid who. into who oh yeah that's what i want to know who slid into whose dms that could I be bet the you, question of i the bet summer. you it's a josh i bet you it's a josh to Haley. really okay that would be my bet but that bet is like i'm like 60 40 swinging that way oh, interesting that's a good debate i put this yeah, out on twitter yeah. too tony and this ties into our topic to start the show of deandre hopkins coming to Buffalo, what could have a greater impact on the Bills' success this season? Hopkins to Buffalo or the status of Josh's dating life? Status of Josh's dating life. I don't, don't even think so, think too. Like, yeah. Yeah. If Josh don't, is like yeah, it's unquestioned. having some romance relationship troubles and it affects his game, like Josh is the quarterback. The quarterback is the most important player on the field. Absolutely. Everybody's like, oh, DeAndre Hopkins. We need DeAndre Hopkins to be successful here. No, we didn't have DeAndre Hopkins before, and we were pretty successful as an offense. If Josh is in his own head because of some breakup or something, and he plays poorly, that is the biggest impact, or that could have the biggest impact on our success this year. It's easily Josh's dating life. Mm -hmm. And we saw the risk if you want to apply the performance in Cincinnati to his personal life, to his dating life. Yes, that's true. Like You you, you see the the risk involved. Right. Right. It's not we my see the risk of what happened in Cincinnati, but you're right. Yeah, you see the risk. We see the risk of what could happen. It's played out before our eyes. So we don't want a repeat of that. So Josh and Haley, good luck to you. Stay together, please. So Josh should be successful. Yep. It's a nice, healthy relationship. And and winning games. Um, but if Josh does poorly, like you can call Hawkeye, you can call Bumblebee. That's a good support cast. To, to <laughs> That's a good support cast, yes. <laughs> to, put, to put the fear in Josh and have him, have him get right. Tony, finally, before we wrap up, a follow-up to last week's draft season of what could the fan advisory board announcement opportunity be? Is it the groundbreaking? Will you be at the groundbreaking for the new stadium? <laughs> Your prediction is correct. I will be at the groundbreaking, yes. The groundbreaking is uh, Monday morning. And I have been invited and I have RSVP'd in the affirmative. I will be at the groundbreaking. Now, Uh, Matt, here's my conundrum about it. uh, Is it involve a shovel? Uh, No, it does not involve a shovel. Did they ask you to bring a shovel? No, they did not ask me to bring a shovel, which I might just bring bring one anyway in a second. (laughs) And I'll just sidle in. Yeah. I might like hide a shovel nearby and just like all of a sudden when they're taking the pictures, I can just grab my shovel and just like sidle into the end of it <laughs> yeah sidle. But, you're the sidler uh, yeah i got a sidle it's the, it's the only hope is the sidle at the groundbreaking everyone knows that sidle. tony what's your conundrum though i mean this seems like a oh. momentous occasion that any fan would be so lucky to have so what are you fretting about what are you what are you worried about here well my conundrum is this matt and i would love to hear your input about it what do i wear to this thing oh that is that is, is it a good like, question it's tricky. Bills gear, or is it like a sport coat situation? I mean, who's I feel be, like, like if like you're Poland cars, Poland cars will be there. Be wearing a sport coat. I'm Hochul assuming will probably be wearing like Terry her usual like there, suit. Right? I have to think Terry will be there, and I have to assume he's also going to be Terry, in a suit. So Ron am I supposed Rikuvia? to wear Bills gear, or am I to wear? Interesting. I feel like business. if your main goal is to yeah. sidle into the picture, you got to go suit. Somebody yeah. might mistake you for Poland cars assistant or something. <laughs> Mm. Yeah, because Poland Cars assistant is definitely going to go in with the jersey. They didn't give you any direction on dress code for this. I'm surprised. No. Yeah, I know. I don't know what to expect because I don't know my role in this thing. Like, are they going to say, you know, and we have some fans here. Let's get them involved in some way. Because if that's the case, then I want to look like a fan. And I feel like if they're going to involve us, then I feel like they're going to be like, okay, well, we want the people that look that are in like jerseys and Zubas so that they look like fans. And that's the PR right. of, you know, like the fan relations. Right, right. So then if I look not like a fan, then it's like, all right, who's the schmuck? Like he doesn't need his picture taken. 
So I feel like who's this government if I want head? A shovel. Yeah, who's in this the bureaucrat? suit? This is interesting. I feel like if you want to sidle and you bring your own shovel, if you want a chance to be in the photo op of them digging the dirt, I feel like you go suit. But I could also understand from a fan perspective why you go Jersey and Zubas. Right. It's it's weird because a lot of fan gear is like raggedy. And this is obviously not like a raggedy, a raggedy occasion. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not a tailgate. It could be, but it's not. So right. do you have like a, a super nicely stitched Bill's jersey? Or I some have pleated, a, some pleated Zubas. Pleated Zubas. That's a great phrase. I have a Bill's polo shirt. That's nice. That's currently my leading candidate. I bought it at Amvets. Well, it doesn't fit win. super great. Yeah, but it, it's good enough. So I, that's currently my leading candidate of what okay. I think I'm supposed to wear to this thing. So are you going polo in jeans or are you going polo in Zubas? No, I don't think I would go polo in Zubas. I think I would go polo and... The khakis? Yeah, like some form of khakis. I have khakis in a lot of colors. Yeah, so okay. I don't uh, like... A little know, chino what, action. Uh, um, yeah. You know what? We'll put yeah, a so poll yeah, up on knows. Twitter. Should we put a poll up on Twitter and whoever wins, that's what you have to wear? Uh, I guess. Yeah, put it up. Let's focus group this. Listeners, when you listen to this, there will be a Let poll the people up decide. on Sunday. Let the people decide what Tony should wear to the groundbreaking of the new stadium. Scale of 1 to 10, 10 being the most excited. How excited are you to be attending the groundbreaking? Uh, I'm pretty excited that I have a good excuse for a day off. That's a good, that's a good reason no, to be excited. I'm just joking. The, uh, yeah. I'm joking, but the uh, no, I'm I'm pretty excited about it. I think it's a cool opportunity. I'm getting more excited because every possibility had entered my mind by this time of what the mystery opportunity was going to be. Right. So I'm excited, but I get more excited by this when the more people I tell, like they get way more excited than I do or I was. And then that makes me excited. They're like, feel like over the top, like, oh my God, it's so cool that you get to go to that. Like, wow. It's a big wow yeah. factor thing. So now I'm like humble big bragging wow about it all over town. And uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm getting excited about it for sure. It's, it's definitely going to be something I'll remember for a long time. Definitely. When that new stadium is finally built in 20 years, you, yeah. you can say you can say you were there from the start. That's, yes. really, that's, that's a pretty cool thing to say. So that's right, yeah. congratulations and uh, take full advantage of this opportunity, Tony. <laughs> Listeners also... Tony will be with Bill's Brass Monday, that means. So if you want to get questions, DM us, tweet us. Tony can take it right right to the top. That's true. This is probably Monday. The, this is probably one of the few times I'm going to be in Terry's presence. Terry, so. Bean, I'm sure there'll be every... You think Bean will be there? I don't think he'll Oh, be. yeah. No, that's a you good think? question. Maybe, because there's no guarantee like he'll be the GM, just like McDermott. There's no guarantee he'll be the coach when the new stadium is built. So that that's an interesting question. I'll say there's a seventy percent chance he's there. The stadium, you know. Yeah, 70, I, know. I think it's a little less. Interesting. Yeah, maybe it's yeah. just executives. Maybe it's just executives and politicians. I think executives and politicians. Yeah, that sounds about right. That's kind of what I'm thinking. Well, enjoy. Who's the biggest politician that's... you think will be there? Hochul. Uh, yeah, probably. You think? Yeah. Make sure next week you report about the awkwardness of pulling cars and Mayor Byron Brown being in the same place. See, that's the thing. Will Byron Brown be there? I don't understand why Byron Brown would be there. He's not a stakeholder at all. Yeah, but he's the mayor of the city. It's in Orchard Park. I mean, he's got to be there, right? You think? I think so. I was kind of thinking. And I'm like, why, like, why would Byron Brown be there? I would think he's so. Not, it's not in his territory. It's not anything. But maybe he might be there. We'll find out. <laughs> We'll find out. Uh, with that, Tony, what do you say uh, we wrap up the episode here? Let's do it. That sound you hear? That's the sound of opening up a refreshing cold one on a hot summer day. And you know what's keeping my drink cold, listeners? A quality koozie from Traveling Growler. Follow them on Instagram and check out www.travelinggrowler.com for all their cool designs. Keep the chill in your fill and travel in style with Traveling Growler. Now back to the show. Thank you to our sponsor, of course, Traveling Growler, www.travelinggrowler.com. Shop local, support local. Quality koozie standard at just $5. Perfect item to keep your drinks cold during this record hot week of Buffalo hitting like 90 something today. You need a traveling growler koozie to keep your drinks nice and cold and refreshing. www.travelinggrowler.com. T-shirt store, podcast store, teespring.com. Search Witty Not Funny, all one word, or go to Google, type in TEE Spring and Witty Not Funny. 
and hit search and we're the first result check out the store all cool designs all original support the podcast uh we really appreciate it if you do get something guarantee you that's something from the podcast or you do buy will be the talk of your next tailgate party watch party whatever bills event you go to so check out the podcast store today uh where you can find the podcast you can find the podcast anywhere you find podcasts or listen to for free itunes spotify on the built-in buffalo network dropping every sunday subscribe we always like to say whether you give us two minutes or two hours of your time we greatly appreciate it itunes spotify search way not funny search built in buffalo give us a listen tony the rare time you're on twitter where can the listeners find you uh, you can find me at Tony Ambrose. TonyAmbrose.com. You can find the podcast at Witty Sports 716 on Twitter, Instagram, Winning Out Funny Sports, Facebook, TikTok. Give us a follow. We love following back. Gained a lot of new followers this week. So thank you, everyone who joined Witty Nation this week. Really appreciate it. Welcome to the show. And that's all I got. Send off for the listeners, Tony. Wrap it up. Give us a good one. Uh, I mean, I, it was the send off I gave last week, and we are still surviving. So I will say, Survive. go go Amherst. Playing in June, the Amherst—that's pretty impressive. That Not is true. I watched a game, watch game last night. It was great. Really? Uh, yeah, it was like public access quality. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was amazing. Yes, it is. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, I watched it last night. Always good to see some some quality hockey in June for a team that's associated with the team you root for. Go Amherst. Go Bandits. Playing in. Game three of the NL championship this weekend. Go Sabres, go Bills. And as we go always Bisons. say, stay witty out there, everyone. Go Bisons. And as we I always say, stay witty out there, everyone. Thanks for listening. Peace. Bye. Bye. Later. Marshawn is a fresh of breath there. He just loved chain restaurants. Matter of fact, he ate at Applebee's 12 times during the bye week. I love eating it. Most of you guys. That really is still swollen, isn't it? It's it's swollen. It kind of looks like a football, actually. Thank it's you for that. Stitching, you got it. Thank you. Hey, D, I like donuts, baby. Let's go. Uh, stay focused. Um, work hard in school. You might not like school, but make sure you're working hard at school. It feels a bomb. It feels a bomb. It's your boy DM3, and you're listening to the Witty Not Funny Sports Podcast on the Built in Buffalo Podcast Network.